Hi, welcome back to Daily Manna, where we're learning to feed on the Word of God chapter by chapter. My name is Carlos, and let's get into Acts 12. Acts chapter 12 records a miraculous rescue of Peter from prison. It's a very inspiring story, and it's quite amazing. I want to point out two important things first. Let's look a little behind the scenes. In Acts, we're reading of all kinds of events occurring and about many people. But who is the main character of this book? Is it Peter or Paul or the apostles or even the church? I would say that it is the Holy Spirit. In John 14:18, before his crucifixion, Jesus told his disciples that he would not leave them as orphans, but he said, I am coming to you. And the verses before this show us that he was talking about another comforter, the spirit of reality. Also in that chapter, he said that the spirit would be in them and that they would do the same and even greater things than he. And we're seeing some of that in the book of Acts. The spirit is the main character, but he is hidden. From within, he is supplying and energizing, and without or upon them, he is empowering and clothing them with authority. He is completely filling them inside and out, or essentially and economically, like in the Acts 2 episode. And this main character is very active. He has a move. And this move can be likened to a current or a stream of living water flowing in this place and in that place, with this available and open vessel and then with another, always involving people in his move. So up to chapter 11, the flow is mostly with Peter and with those with him. But chapter 12 is the last chapter that follows Peter and those with him. He doesn't disappear completely, but the main character is still working and moving. The spirit is the main character. Also, the other important and somewhat hidden thing is the church, the kingdom of God, specifically the church life and the church living of the believers. Somehow when I read the book of Acts, I get the idea that every single day during this time was just crazy and had all kinds of activity. And certainly there was a lot going on. But I would say most of the days were days of continuing steadfastly. Like it says in Acts 2.42, these all continued steadfastly in the teaching and the fellowship of the apostles, in the breaking of bread and the prayers. Acts 12 shows us specifically that the prayer of the church is very important. Actually, what we see here is a praying church involved in the middle of the flow, the move of the Spirit. Acts 12.5 says that Peter was kept in the prison, but prayer was being made fervently by the church to God concerning him. These ones who were praying didn't just react to some startling news that their dear brother Peter was in prison. These ones lived a church life together. They had a day-by-day -day experience of enjoying the Lord together, being built up together, pursuing the Lord and the Word together. We know this because after Peter was rescued, he went to the house where he knew the church would be praying. If this wasn't their day-by-day -day regular practice, how would Peter know exactly where to go? This day-by-day -day pursuit resulted in a sweet harmony, a oneness and a one accord that manifested in powerful prayer, the kind of impactful prayer that gives God a way to advance his move with open vessels like Peter. Their prayer afforded the Spirit a way to go on. The moving of the Spirit can be likened to a powerful locomotive train, and the prayers of a built-up harmonious group in one accord 
are like train tracks for the train to run on. This is amazing. The spirit is the main character with a powerful move, but he likes to work with us. He doesn't like to work alone. He seeks those who will agree with him and say, Yes, Lord, we also want you to do that. We on the earth agree with you and stand against what the enemy wants to do to stop your move in, with, and among man. This is a critical point. We know from the beginning of this chapter that the persecution was aggressive again. Another precious brother was martyred by Herod. That was James, the brother of John, probably his older brother. And here we're reminded again that religion and politics are always against life and always hinder the flow. We don't need to start a campaign against religion and politics, and we don't need to seek for or pray for persecution to come. We should just stay in the day-by-day experience of enjoying the Lord together, being built up together, and learning to pray prayers in harmony in the middle of the flow and advancing the flow, all while allowing the Spirit to first work and move in us, and then through us and with us. And verse 24 says that even though persecution was going on, the Word of God grew and multiplied. As we grow and multiply, so does the Word of God. Wow, muse on that sometime. Not only that, from the chapter before, we see that the churches were in fellowship with each other because in addition to the persecution, some prophets prophesied that there would be a great famine. So the Gentile saints sent material help to the churches in Judea through Barnabas and Saul so that they could continue. And sandwiched in the middle of that delivery story, is this story of Peter's rescue from prison. The flow is already turning toward Barnabas and Saul. This helps us realize that the main point of this story isn't just the miracle itself, but concerning God's move, the flow of the divine stream still cared very much for Peter and approved of Peter's great service to the Lord and for the churches. Peter laid a good foundation for Paul to continue on especially with the Gentiles. This is wonderful. God's flow, his move, cannot be stopped, and it is always victorious. The Spirit just keeps on flowing. And for us to participate in this flow by our prayer is a great, great thing. Thank you for tuning in, and join us in the next chapter as we flow on with Paul and the brothers.